Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. So I've been living with type 1 diabetes for eight years, and of those eight years, I've been on an insulin pump for seven and a half. That means I've gone through 912 site changes, and that's not even counting my continuous glucose monitor. If you're living with diabetes, then you know that these diabetes devices are precious, and when we're just trying to do the things that we love, like being active, hanging out with our friends, traveling, we literally do not have time for our devices coming off and then dealing with insurance on top of that to deal with replacements. That is why I'm so happy that I found Syngrip, my favorite diabetes patch company, three years ago. Before finding them, my devices used to always knock off on doorways or sweat off after a workout. But since finding them, I can honestly say that I can go to the gym four days a week, sweat it up in hot yoga, go to the beach, and travel without having to worry about anything happening to my devices. As a type 1 diabetic who wants to make the most out of these experiences, I can't tell you how comforting it is to know that I have one less thing to worry about. Whether you're on an insulin pump or a continuous glucose monitor, you can try out SkinGrip at SkinGrip.com and save on your order by using the code LISSIE, L-I-S-S-I-E, at checkout. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Keep You 100 Radio. I am recording this episode on Mother's Day, so I just wanted to do a quick shout out to any of you who are living with diabetes and you are a mom, or maybe you are a mom to a person living with diabetes. Either way, whatever role that diabetes is playing in your journey, I just want to give you a quick shout out because all the work that you put in does not go unnoticed. So I hope that you took the day to celebrate and really appreciate yourself as much as we appreciate you. If you are new to the podcast, hello, I am so glad that you found us. And if you are returning to this episode from previous episodes, welcome back. I'm so happy that you are back with us. In today's episode, I really want to talk about mindset with diabetes, and I want to go through three ways that you can improve your relationship with your blood sugar and overall diabetes management. So this episode is really going to be for you if maybe right now you're feeling in a little bit of a rut of diabetes burnout, which before we really dive in, like let's normalize that. Let's normalize that that diabetes burnout is a thing and some days we feel it more than others. For me, diabetes burnout comes in waves and it kind of lives on a spectrum. So sometimes I notice it in everyday little activities that I have to do for my diabetes. So sometimes it's changing my, like when I have to change my site and other times it's when I have to check my blood sugar or just simply counting the carbs. And other days, diabetes burnout can also feel really, really prevalent. So I really want to normalize that no matter where you are in your journey, we all experience it in one way or another. And whatever support that you need to get through that is okay. So maybe you came to this podcast to get some tools that you can put in your back pocket and that's enough. And maybe you need some support from a professional and that is okay too. Whatever you are experiencing in your journey and whatever support that you need to get through that, that is perfectly okay. So this episode is going to be for you if maybe right now the ins and outs of diabetes, like checking your blood sugar, taking your insulin, and counting your carbs, right now they just feel overwhelming. 
Or maybe on the other end, you've gotten so used to those daily nuances of testing your blood sugar and taking your insulin and doing the work that you haven't actually gotten to know who you are as a person living with diabetes. Every day just kind of feels like one step in front of the other. Or maybe it feels like you're just kind of compartmentalizing diabetes right now. Like it's in its own separate box away from those things like your relationships, your social life, your family, your career. You don't really want it being a part of those other areas because you don't want diabetes to interfere with any of those things that you love. And wherever you are right now, I get it. Diabetes consumes a lot of our day-to-day energy and it can feel really exhausting. But even though diabetes for right now is a lifetime condition, the good news is that we don't always have to feel like we're stuck. If there's anything that I've discovered over the last eight years of living with diabetes is that it's not all about just looking on the bright side all the time or staying positive. If anything, those things can feel like toxic positivity and it can lead into further burnout. Sometimes we actually just need to say diabetes sucks out loud and let that be okay. But on the other hand, there are also some small foundations that we can lay out that allow diabetes to feel a little bit easier and less overwhelming on a day-to-day basis. Over the years, I've kind of realized that it's not really about the big moments. It's more about those micro moments that add up that really can play a crucial part of our diabetes journey. So in today's episode, I want to take you through three practices that you can use to improve your relationship with your blood sugar, not only your blood sugar, but your diabetes management as a whole, and make the day-to-day life with diabetes less overwhelming and a more positive experience. So if you don't know, last year I completed my certification in neurolinguistic programming, so aka NLP. So if you don't know what NLP is, don't worry, I'm going to break it down. So essentially neuro has to do with our thinking processes and how those five senses help us understand and process what's happening around us. So when we are in a moment, what are we feeling? What are we hearing? What are we seeing? What are we tasting? What are we smelling? Linguistic is our own language and how that influences how we process things. So our internal dialogue. And then programming is more of our behaviors and habits and how we react and respond to different events and scenarios. You might hear me talk about anchoring a lot, and that's a tool within NLP that allows us to associate an external response with a specific feeling or emotion. Now, this can be a positive thing or a negative thing. You might have some anchors in your life right now that you actually don't even know about. And again, some of those can be good. So for example, an anchor that you might have that's pre-existing is that when you see the name of your partner or your best friend pop up on your phone, maybe you just feel happy or excited. Or think about when you hear a song on the radio. Sometimes that can bring up another memory from you know high school or a certain event. And that in itself can bring bring back a specific emotion, or you remember the people that you were around, or a very specific memory. But like I said, there can also be negative anger that we have. So for example, maybe the smell of cleaning supplies or alcohol, that might remind you of your endo appointment, and that might bring up the feeling of anxiety or overwhelm. Another anger that's negative can be hearing the beep on your Dexcom alarm. That might spark the memory of maybe a scary blood sugar, and that might make you feel afraid or anxious. So the thing about anchors is that because they can bring up a specific emotion, it can also change the way that we respond to specific situations. So kind of going back to my last example of hearing the beep on your Dexcom, and that might spark some anxiety or fear, 
we may respond to that in a way where we are over-treating the low blood sugar or we are overcompensating, and that can lead to a rebound high. So even though it might be an action that makes us feel safe in the moment, at the end of the day, we, we don't feel good because that can make us feel nauseous or we feel the physical symptoms of the rebound high. So with anchors, we can actually choose intentional ones that allow us to break that cycle and respond from a place of mindfulness and intention. So what if I said, instead of hearing your death's calm alarm go off and feeling scared or anxious, you can hear that death's calm alarm and feel confident and calm, cool, and collected. It would change the outcome of what happens next, right? So today I want to give you three examples of anchors that you can add into your day-to-day that can have a positive impact on not only your outlook on diabetes, but how you respond to those numbers and situations. So the first anchor actually comes from my own experience. So maybe this sounds familiar, but sometimes I check my blood sugar number and I'm so overwhelmed with being at work. I'm overwhelmed with seeing emails and getting messages or being in the middle of a project and my blood sugar just feels like an interference. And because I just want that blood sugar to go away and I want to be the last thing on my mind and I want to put it on the back burner, I react very quickly. And when I react quickly, I'm not reacting with intention. So the first anchor is checking your blood sugar in a positive space. Now, this can look a little bit different for everybody. For me, it's actually stepping outside of where I am. So for me, that would be stepping outside of my office to check my blood sugar in a way that I can be intentional and I'm creating space from what I'm doing. Because again, if I'm checking my blood sugar in my office, my blood sugar is not being treated with intention, I am not being mindful, I am just treating to get it over with. Whereas if I'm creating that space, I'm telling myself that this is a safe space to take time to put my attention on my blood sugar and make the best possible decision for whatever I'm dealing with. Now, this doesn't always have to be stepping away from your workplace. This can also be bringing a positive environment to you. So you can do things like lighting a candle before you check your blood sugar, turning on your diffuser. I like this one a lot because I get to kind of set whatever tone I want with the different scents. So if I'm feeling really productive, I will use peppermint. If I need to be more relaxed, I will use lavender, things like that. You can also... Before even checking your blood sugar, play your favorite pump-up song so that you feel empowered and you feel excited and you are feeling like you're in a good zone. Whatever this is, you want to make sure that you're creating a comfortable environment so that you know that every time you check your blood sugar, you are comfortable, you are confident, and you are in charge. Now, the second one is pairing your blood sugar with a positive mindset. So again, I want to be super clear here. I am not talking about the just think positive mindset here. Like whatever the blood sugar number is, I'm okay. Again, we don't do that here. But we can actually pair it with actually believing the words that we're saying. So the thing about the subconscious is that it's going to believe anything that you are telling yourself. And those beliefs soon become our defaults. They become our our belief system and our values. So if we are constantly telling ourselves, my blood sugar is, my blood sugar defines me, or I feel like a bad diabetic, or I'm not doing good enough, those soon turn into our, our natural beliefs. So the cool thing about this is that we actually get to change this. 
So we get to turn this into more of a positive reframe. And the more that we repeat that reframe, the more our subconscious recognizes those words as truth. Those become our default. So some examples of doing this that have nothing to do with toxic positivity is, you know, saying things like, whatever the number, I know that I use tools that I have to the best of my ability. Or maybe it's saying, whatever the number, I have the tools to shift the outcome. And a last one that I really like, one number does not define me or my management. And again, the more that we say those, the more that our subconscious actually believes those, and the more our subconscious will actually start reminding ourselves that without us having to consciously say them. So we want to really let the experience of checking our blood sugar become an empowering one, where you know that you are in the driver's seat, and whatever the blood sugar is or whatever comes next, you have the tools and you have the ability to conquer it. Now, the next one I actually really like for um, when I'm looking at my data. So when I'm looking at my data reports or when I'm actually in my doctor's office and we are going through those reports or even getting my A1C checked. So this one is pairing checking your blood sugar or looking at those reports with a positive association. So a lot of the times I see it both with my own journey and I've seen it a lot with my clients is that we have the tendency because we are caring people that we are and we care so much about our health, sometimes we start to take our blood sugars and we start almost defining them as our self-worth and they become a part of us. Now, again, I do this too. I'm a Virgo. I'm very type A. For the longest time, my blood sugars, if they were high or low, it felt like a reflection of the work that I put in and it felt like a reflection of me. But we get to be intentional about this and we get to create that separation between our blood sugars and what they actually mean about us. So one thing that I really like doing and having my clients do is that immediately after checking your blood sugar or looking at your data or getting your A1C, write out or say out loud three things that you like about yourself. When was the last time that you did that? So for me, and again, we want to create this, we want to make this completely unrelated to type one or completely unrelated to your blood sugars. So for me, like I would look at this data or I would get my A1C back and whatever it is, whether it's on target with what I want or it's not what I wanted, I would say to myself, you know, I love how strong I feel when I'm in the gym and I love challenging my body. Or I love that I get to make my nieces and nephews laugh and I love being an aunt. Um, And then third, I love being a coach and I love seeing the transformation in my clients. And those are three things completely unrelated to that number that actually define me. Those things define me, not my blood sugars. So I really like this because it can be used in everyday moments that you get to create. The thing that I really like about anchoring is that it's used in these micro moments. And if there's anything that I've learned, it's that it's not the big moments that are life-changing. It's the micro moments that matter the most. So if we can create more of these positive micro moments, those are the things that are going to add up and actually change how we feel about diabetes, how we feel about our life with diabetes, and how we respond to those different stimuluses. So how we respond to the blood sugars and you know the numbers on our meter. So again, just to kind of go back and reflect on the three anchors that I took you through today, 
One, checking your blood sugar in a positive space. So either stepping away from where you currently are if you're working or surrounding yourself with a positive environment that makes it less overwhelming. Anger number two is pairing your blood sugar with a positive mindset. So again, repeating things like whatever the number, I use the tools to the best of my ability. Whatever the number, I have tools to shift the outcome or one number does not define me and my management. And the last anchor is pairing your blood sugar, pairing checking your blood sugar with a positive association. So saying three things that you like about yourself that have nothing to do with diabetes. These are tools that I've used in my own journey, and these are tools that my clients use in their journeys every single day, and I really want to make sure that they are accessible to you through things like this podcast. So I'm so happy that you joined us today in this episode. I would love to hear what your biggest takeaway was or which anchor you were starting out with using. You can message me on Instagram at needles and spoons. I would love to hear just again, anything that you're implementing from today's episode, because these are tools that really get to make a positive impact in our life with diabetes. And I'm not saying that life with diabetes is perfect, but we get to create those intentional spaces for ourselves. And we get to create those micro moments that add up and just make life with diabetes a little bit easier. And I think if there's anything that we can ask for other than a cure, that would be it. I'm really happy that you joined us on today's episode. If you liked it, please go on Apple Podcasts and leave a review, leave a five-star rating. It allows other people to find this podcast and hopefully support them in their journey as well. Thank you again for joining us and I cannot wait to see you on next week's episode.